With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Planting seeds, I think. Okay, your seed. Okay. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. And we have another co-host. My name is Kim Levette. Kim, how are you? I'm wonderful. Glad to be here. Good. Good. You know what? We have a fantastic show. And Brian, we're on tonight with two beautiful women. Mm, Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Brian just sent me something saying we are in trouble. We are definitely in trouble tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We, tonight's show is is all about people. The going tangerine out. dream. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the dream, the dream. But we also tangerine want to, dream. Yeah, we also want to talk about how tangerine woke up. Though uh, a lot of a lot of people are dreaming and dreaming and not doing anything with it. But all right. Is, yeah, this sister is bringing it up. to fruition. Do That's it. Right. That's right. That's She's right. doing her thing. And uh, Brian, let's go ahead and bring her in I, because I, I I know this is going to be a hot show. Uh, I'm I'm getting emails already. People telling us to shut up. They want you, Sandrine, to come in. They want to. That's her right. Her in, so. <laughs> Just give us a juicy scoop on Tangerine. <laughs> well, hi everybody. Thanks for listening. This is Tangerine Martin, actress, mm-hmm. model, sketch comic, host, producer, boxer. And ordained reverend. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Thank I do a little bit of everything. Yes, yes. yes. Mm. Brian, I know you had something for Tangerine. I know you were well, going to talk about it. You know, it's funny because she's already introduced herself, and that's something that I normally pride myself in doing. But I, I was waiting on it, but they kept anyway. saying, they kept saying, come on in, Tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to introduce everybody to Miss Tangerine Martin. This Inglewood Cali native is an all-around performing artist. Her film credits include Miss March in theaters March of 09, Love for Sale on BET in May of 09, Johnson Family Vacation, National Lampoon's Cattle Call, Only in America, and soon-to-be-released films Hurricane in the Rose Garden and Russ Parr's Something Like a Business. If I continue on, we'll be... We'll take all night to introduce all of her <laughs> so television tomorrow, and tomorrow and next week. <laughs> <laughs> I let's, just say, let's just say that this sister stays busy. We welcome you to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you so much. That was a lovely introduction. I'm so glad I waited for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> now, Kim, Kim, um, Kim is going first. She's got the question and she's got the floor. Go ahead, Kim. Well, um, I guess there's so much here to cover, um, because Tangerine, oh, my goodness, she's really into everything. I mean, you really are a Jill of all trades. I mean, my goodness. I was so (laughs) impressed by your website. Oh, thank you. It, it, it is totally awesome. I really like the, the setup. It's, it's easy to understand. It's, it's inventive. It's so creative. And, and I see you had a hand in putting that website together. And uh, can you tell us um, your website so everybody can know where to go? Oh, definitely. My website is tangerine.com. And tangerine is not spelled like the fruit. It's spelled T-A-N-J-A-R-E-E-N, tangerine.com. Hmm. Wonderful. Well, you know, I really, um, and then also if you want to find all of her other web locations, you can look under the T-spots on her uh, yes. on her website. Yes. Look, at, look at you knowing. Yes, the T-spots is where you can find my Facebook, my Twitter, my live video page, my 
my YouTube page, and I guess if I ever catch up and do going and all these other ones, LinkedIn and everything that I keep getting invited to, they'll all be under T-Spots one, one day as well. All right, all right. Well, um, Tangerine, just uh, tell us, where are you from? I, I was reading your website, and I know where you're from. Could you tell the world just a little bit about where you're from and how you got into acting? Because everybody's always interested to know how you make something like that just happen. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Well, I'm from Inglewood. Oh, I'm from where the Lakers <laughs> used to play at the at the Forum when they used to play okay. down there. So, you know, okay. I'm happy about this championship. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm from Inglewood, so there's not a lot of Cali natives actually in the industry, I think, because once they realize that it's difficult, they go on and get a regular day job and move back in with mom or do something else. Because All they didn't right. have well, Ice Cube is making it happen over there, too, right? Yes, he is. I mean, I could definitely name some, but, it, you know, yeah. most people, they come from Chicago and New York and the Midwest to, you know, follow this dream. But, yes, you're right. Mac-10, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, we definitely have some West Coast rappers in the game. And yeah. I got started by going to college and um, majoring in radio, television, and film production and doing an internship at Paramount Pictures, and that um, got me to meet a lot of people, a lot of producers that could, you know, Give me some yeah. more advice and help me out, and you know that nepotism, you know, that yeah, kind of catapulted you into that mainstream of, of opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But I see though that you had the talent, you know, to make it Thank stick and, and to um to build an awesome career. I mean, my goodness, um, guys, do you have anything? Um, where, where do we want to go next with Tangerine? I it's, it's so much. I mean, she's in so many films and so many movies. I mean, you're, you're even hosting, like, a basketball um, tournament. I was like, my goodness, she's just all over the globe. You I love sports. I really do. And so I have a good time trash talking on the microphone at sporting events. And the guys, you know, they want to impress me and they want to impress the ladies in the audience. So, mm-hmm. you know, they know if they mess up, I'm going to talk about them on that mic. So this summer I'll be hosting the Venice Basketball League at Venice Beach so if you've ever been to Cali, listeners, you know, Venice Beach is definitely a, a nice tourist spot to hang out at with Muscle Beach right next door and hot chicks on bikini, you know, in bikinis on skates, and, and I'm on skates in a little skirt hosting the basketball games on Sundays. Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's one thing that I noticed, a common theme with you. A lot of people worry about the ultimate goal of reaching whatever it is their dream is, but but to me it looks like you just enjoyed the ride the whole way. I said, look oh at it, your birthday party. Oh, my goodness. I was like, I wish I could just put myself in the party. It looked like so much fun. Oh, yeah, I threw a Lakers birthday jam for my birthday last month, and they won for me that day. And after they won, we, you know, opened the dance floor (laughs) and had a really good time. I had a great, you know, I had some celebs in the house and a lot of friends and family, and we we just pretended there was no cameras on us, and we just got buck wild, so it was a good time. You can come next year, Kim. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, girl. Now, we're not trying to be all up in your crib. Don't be saying nothing now. It's all good. Right. I always have people over. They show up. They don't even tell me they're coming. Okay. They show up, and they, I cook. I, we watch the games. We do whatever. I love entertaining people. Wow. I really well, what is, I, I wanted to ask you, um, what is one of your favorite places that your acting career has taken you? Because you've been so many places. What is the most, I don't want to say the most meaningful, because there's, there's something uh, to be learned or to be, um, I guess, garnered from every situation, from everything that we we um, encounter and come upon in life. You know, there's it, it, something good that we take away from everything. But um, for you, what was, uh, what do you think was uh, like a major turning point for you, or um, the the point where um, you felt that you were about? Because it looks like you're skyrocketing. You know what I'm saying? You're about to go through the roof, and it's just. It's really um, wonderful to see because you're very talented. I watched you. You're a strong actor. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's so many things. I want to know where you train. I want you to just, <laughs> just tell us, I mean, everything. We want to know. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, she is not going to leave us a question to ask. Oh <laughs> uh, that is funny. Greg, Brian, y'all still out there? Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, Kim is gonna let Greg and Brian take over now. I've always learned, and I learned this a long time ago. But I was always told that you never interrupt two ladies while they're talking. Ah, are you so married? I was being like a wise very man. patient. I'm Kim, I'm but, actually sitting back and I'm I'm actually enjoying you guys' conversation. I really am. It, it's it's good. Okay, well, well we're I, 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 that's it. 
Well, no, I actually do have a question. I got and, an um, I guess it, and it is along the lines of what Kim asked earlier because she said she wanted to know everything. So I'm going to ask you, what hey, was, what's blooming? What motivated you to get into the entertainment industry? Ah, well, my very first play that I did when I was in the first grade at La Tierra Elementary School, I was in Hansel and Gretel, and I was a gingerbread man, and I only had one line. But when I said my line, I couldn't wait to my part. And when I walked up to the front and said my line, and the audience started clapping and laughing, I was I felt so powerful because everybody was paying attention to me. And I thought, wow, I like being in control of people's emotions like this. I like to be able to make people laugh. I want to do this again. And so that started it, and I started doing little after-school plays at, at my elementary school and ended up doing things with Monica Calhoun. We were in a... a Inglewood Playhouse together, and Rick Samuel, the, the the director, he went to school with us, and F. Gary Gray was in this the same Inglewood Playhouse, and you know, so we all got the itch early, and just were doing a lot of plays with adults. All of our plays were mixed adults and children, so we learned a lot quickly, and that was my initial motivation. And then from there, I knew everybody would tell me I had to go to college if I wanted to make it. In anything, they they wanted me to have a backup, so I went ahead and went to college. But I I majored in entertainment industry as well because I didn't want to major in something just because. All my friends were majoring in engineering because it sounded good, and they changed their major, you know, a year or two in, never finished school, and probably working, you know, in, in a completely different field. So I majored in entertainment, and and that's what started it, the internship in the Paramount Pictures, and here I am. Mm. You know, Tangerine, I, I, this is Greg. I want to ask you this: behind um, every great actor and every great actress that's that's making it like yourself and and like him that's coming up right behind you there's always this dark dark uh, moments of of triumph that that was a, a block kind of say it was a block or, or something that you had to overcome uh that you had to struggle through i'm not asking you what it was but i'm i'm asking you what brought you through that you know what? I don't mind telling what it was. There's probably more than one, but the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that question is when I was in college, I was dating a guy for probably about five years, madly in love, was supposed to marry him, and you know it wasn't, it, it didn't sit right with my spirit, our relationship. He wasn't very faithful. So when I tried to break up with him, um, about a week later he tried to kill me. He broke into my home and beat me over the head with a bat or or some type of blunt object. I'm not sure if it was a bat or a pipe because my eyes were closed. I was trying to sleep. <laughs> and um, he didn't succeed. He left a gallon of bleach and a duffel bag in the bedroom with me before he had to run out because uh, some help was coming to save me. And it's a really long story. I've written a script about it. I've done speeches on it in college about it. But basically, because I didn't die from that experience, I knew that God had me here for something bigger and that I was here to just touch lives and, and make people happy and and just, you know, help people forget about their troubles. And I and now I just I live my life hoping that whoever I touch and whoever I see, if just passing by them, if I give them a smile or give them a compliment, that it makes them feel better about themselves having met me. And it all came from that struggle that I had in college with that man who did not want to break up with me, put me in the hospital with 22 stitches across my head, came out with a wheelchair and a jail cast and a sling on my arm. And, and I thought, wow. Well, how how can I ever be a model when half of my head is caved in? But it it formed back, and I was still getting uh, jobs and based on my looks. And I, I was like, wow, you know, God is blessing me even more now that I've been through this. So I knew I was doing the right thing. Wow, my goodness. You know, to to, to go through that, and for uh, a lot of women that's listening right now, domestic violence is something that that's very very serious. Um, for you to go through that and to be transparent to talk about it, you know, we we just we thank you for being open enough to talk about that because so many women they're going through that right now. Yeah. And the, and and I'm I'm sitting here and as you're telling me this, I can actually see this man doing this to you. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, his 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 plan and his goal, uh, it, it goes back to the topic of tonight: your seeds. It, you know, it it just seems like he was trying to kill those seeds that you're planting. Mm. And it's like he just left you for dead, and mm-hmm. you it, you came back stronger. I and did. It seems like God just blessed you so much more after you went through that. Definitely, that was a big test for me. I should have stopped dating him long ago, 
and I kept taking him back, and I kept forgiving him. And you know how they say, what do you have to do, you know, throw a brick over your head? And that's what God was saying. He's like, this is not the man for you. What does he have to do, beat you in the head with a bat? And I was like, okay, God, I get it. I'm breaking up for real this time. I'm going to leave him alone. I'm not going to break up and still mess around and still sneak around. You know, I'm going to let him alone and get on with my career, my life, and my family. Wow. You know. A lot of people don't have the strength to move move forward because, uh, you know, as women, you know, we're always taught that no matter what happens, no matter what we accomplish, we're not successful until we have the husband. The, the mm. wonderful husband, the 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 you know the the family, um, that real success is supposed to be about, um, you know, achieving all of that, and all of that is really up to God. And a lot of people are lacking in faith, especially when many years pass by, because you know God's time is not our time, mm-hmm. you know. And, and a lot of time people begin to lose faith, or they settle for something that they know is not the fullness of what God has. Right. Right. So, um, you know, you you giving that testimony will give people strength, you know, to do what they need to do because that's, that's so important because all of this is great. You know, what we accomplish is wonderful, but really it's about how we affect and touch other people's lives. Right. You know, so um, I, I, I just I commend you for that. Well, thank and, you. And then the strength that it takes to, to uh, move forward because you really feel like you have nothing. Yeah, you know, and it's been difficult. So much time. Yeah. I was with him so long that I was scared to break up at first because I knew that he knew where I lived, he knew where I worked, he knew where my parents lived. He was so into my life, he knew where my classes were. So there was that fear. A lot of people say, "Well, you stay in a, a relationship that's not good because you 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 have low self-esteem." But I don't feel like it was low self-esteem so much as it was the fear of the man who loved me so much that he tattooed both of my names on his arm, I mean, both my name on both of his arms, and told me that we, I love you so much, we'll never break up. You are meant to be with me, and the only way we'll break up is if one of us dies. And he didn't say it in a scary way. He just meant it. One of us will have to die for us to break up. So I knew I was risking something by breaking up with him, and he could find me if, if he wasn't happy with that decision. And so it took a lot of strength for me to go ahead and do that, and I'd like to encourage other women even if you have to move in with a relative in another state, you know, it's better for you to be safe, especially if you have children with somebody. Um, you, you you have to be safe. It's, it's wow. just difficult. Well, Tendry, let me yeah, ask you this real so quick. Yeah, it is so interesting. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Let, let me ask no, you this no, no. real quick. Um, mm-hmm. You have so many women out there that feel like um, they can't live without the man. You, mm. you understand what I'm saying? We hear that. Brian and I, we hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like they're they're in a... Not a, we know the relationship is not good. It's a terrible relationship, but for some reason um, they've gotten comfortable in the beating. They've gotten comfortable in being mistreated, and I guess for yeah. a man, we we can't really understand that. So, I mean, um, well, that's the, the, the there's two reasons for that. One reason is women are taught to find somebody to take care of them and protect them. So if they have a guy that's doing one of those, you know, spending time with them or spending money on them or, or just, you know, give them a place to stay. It's hard to leave. But the, the hardest reason that it's to leave is, um, the reason that it's so hard to leave is because women secrete oxytocin, which is the hormone from the penile gland, that third eye, that makes you want to nurture and cuddle and be around. And when you start falling in love and sleeping with somebody, that oxytocin secretes like crazy. And the only way to get it to stop secreting for that person is to not see them to not be around them and to not sleep with them. So women do feel like they can't live without somebody because they really they really do think they can't until they stop secreting that doggone oxytocin and take a break and then realize and wake up and and smell the coffee. Wow. Kim, I'm sorry I cut you off, so, so you're, 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 you're up. Sounds like Kim takes. Kim, you still there? I'm sorry, Kim, can you hear me? You sound far away. You sound like oh, okay, hold on, hold on. There you are. I'm gonna walk around. <laughs> That's better. Is this better, guys? Much better, yeah. much better. Oh, okay. What what I was saying is, you know, that's those spiritual ties, and you really have to pray to break those. And a lot of mm. people don't have a prayer life. They may not even have a relationship with God. You know, I mean, even if you don't acknowledge God, there is God. But you know, that's mm-hmm. a whole other subject that we don't want to get into. Right. <laughs> right and you second. know, it's never too late to start praying. So you know, if you yeah, have a man and don't know how, they can yeah. start any day. That's right, you know, because I, I wake up and I pray and I try to read the Word every day, and uh, sometimes I fall off, but, you know. 
<laughs> human. <laughs> thank, thank you for grace. <laughs> thank you, know, you for grace. I, w- I wanted to comment on that, too. You know, you talked about the oxytocin secretions and all that mm-hmm. stuff. This is something that I talk about all the time. Yeah. With Because um, Greg and I do abstinence education with youth. Mm. And um, we talk to the youth all the time about this, and we tell them, look, this thing is spiritual, mm. physical, emotional, chemical. I mean, mm-hmm. you have all these factors that are it's financial, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, when you get into a relationship, you know, I said, when you get into these relationships like this and you start jumping the gun, you know, it's almost like I tell them, I said, look, if they don't have the key, they don't start the engine. Mm. You know, they're not buying the car, don't give them the key. Oh, that. <laughs> you know, and so, for so, and this is not just for you. You know, I, I, I tell this is for everybody. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's. A trip when I tell people when I'm, because sometimes I'm celibate. It's funny, one of my nicknames is celibate nympho. <laughs> but sometimes I go into spurts of celibacy where I'll go six months or three years, and my friends are like, you know, you're crazy, but it helps you think clearer and make better decisions when dating and also saves your energy for getting business taken care of. And, and you know, it just makes me that much more powerful. But it, it's, you know, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, and then God can work, too, when you're walking in obedience. He can do even more awesome things. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, something. I mean, he has. He already has a plan for us, you know, but when we're walking in obedience and, and trying to live right and do right, then, you know, that, that gives him, you know, a, an open door really to just bless us beyond belief. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, it's just, it's, it's whoo, God is awesome. <laughs> he is that. He is that. Sandra, yes, I wanted to ask you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of stars. They they give back to children and they give back to the communities. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you have anything set up to where you're helping um, girls or women? Uh, break into it's the all mine. I don't do nothing for no. No, I'm just playing. I do a lot. <laughs> I do a lot of on your website. <laughs> I actually, um, my most recent. Um, Endeavor is an organization called Knockouts for Girls, mm-hmm. and basically what happened, I, I started boxing a couple years ago because of a TV show that wanted models to box each other for money, and I thought, oh, cool. Wow. But from that show, Perfect Ten, was the magazine was the producer of that show, Perfect Ten Model Boxing. Some of the other boxers started an organization called the Knockouts, and from Knockouts, they started Knockouts for Girls Charity, and what we do is we put on boxing events to raise money for girls to go to college. We also teach self-defense classes to battered women. We also have a foundation called Make a Little Girl Smile, or if you write us a letter and tell us you need braces or an eye exam and glasses or you just need a trip to the zoo because, you know, your parents can't afford to do anything with you. We, you know, we, we choose from the letters and we do give back to the community every month, We you know, whether it's a book drive or the MS walk or, you know, we we do so much. And knockoutsforgirls.org is the website, and I'm on the board of directors as the director of communications, and it's just been a really rewarding experience to do that. I also, you know, do help in the kitchen at the uh, L.A. Mission downtown, and um, I help with the Urban Compass. I donate to a bunch of different places, just whoever, you know, gets to me first, I guess. I'm really big on animal rights, so I, I don't eat meat or wear animal clothing, and so I give to PETA and help with their or um, their events as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I try to help as many places as I can. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's so, that's so awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading some of your talking points, and it says your name means bringer of energy, health, joy, and light. Mm-hmm. And my question is, how often do you resemble your name you know if i go a day without making someone smile or if i pass someone in the street that i make eye contact with and i don't speak i get sad i try to do it every single day i try to bring energy health joy or light to every single day wherever i go i have I don't want to Bible beat people, but I, I try to live a holistic, healthy lifestyle. And instead of me telling you, don't eat this, don't eat that, 
I usually draw you to me by asking, hey, how come you don't have that on your plate? Or, hey, how do you have that six-pack on your stomach? Or what do you do? And then I can give you that information and give you my number and call call and ask me more questions. I will sit on the phone with you while you walk through the grocery store and tell you which butters to buy, which milks to buy, or, you know, what what uh, soy sausage to try just to help you to have a better diet, to get to the ideal weight that you're looking for. I just... I try every single day to help people feel better about themselves. So um, as often as possible, I think it's important. Cause, you know, I, I I always said I want a really big funeral because that's how you know the type of impact you've made on the world if your funeral is huge. Mm-hmm. Wow. I definitely agree in that one. You know, the, the other question I had was, now you talked about not eating meat, and you might laugh when I say this, but, did you have a problem with Barack Obama swatting a fly last week? <laughs> um, I actually am not familiar with him swatting a fly, but I know that I do let the spiders go by in my house. If, if I mean, not that I've got some old dirty, creepy house. I don't want you to think I live in a haunted house. But if I do well, I mean, spider, has, yeah. yeah, but if I do see a spider in my house, I bless him and say hi, knowing that he's as afraid of me as as people think I should be of him, and he'll eventually find his way on out. Or maybe I'll open the door and, and help him out. But I don't I don't kill bugs and stuff that come in my house. Well, girl, I don't know about spiders now. I mean, <laughs> they go by, but spiders, got, they got to go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they really they, they don't want no trouble. Girl, no, this little girl at my daughter's school was bit by a spider, and she was dead in two days. Spiders well, okay, there are some poisonous bugs, and we don't know which yeah. is which, but they're, they're poisonous for their their own protection, and yeah. I don't I don't surround myself with that kind of energy where yeah, a poisonous yeah, bug is going to bite me and kill me, so I'm not worried yeah, about that. And I just feel <laughs> Yeah, I feel you, though. <laughs> but, yes, you're right, positive energy and light, just like your name. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you, too, about um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That show is so Funny. How was your experience uh, working on that show? A lot of uh, great actors on there. And... Yes, Kirby Enthusiasm, if you're not familiar, listeners, is an HBO show created by Larry David, who created the show Seinfeld, which we know was a huge yes. hit. And his character is based, um, his real-life character is based on the George Costanza character on Seinfeld, where he's just always making the wrong decision, and he doesn't understand why it's wrong. So Kirby Enthusiasm has that premise, and it's not scripted. Larry David writes the whole summary for the episode, and he doesn't share it with anybody except the people that are creating the sets and the wardrobe and hair people. And so the actors show up and get dressed, and then he just yells action when you get to your scene and tells you, you know, this is the beginning and the middle of the end of the scene, now you work it out. And so it's so much, it's such a great exercise in acting and improv and improvisational skills and it was just so much fun because he's, su- he's such a great writer. And um, I've never seen an improv show that was actually improv because even the reality shows, you know, yeah, <laughs> are real. Right, but this this show was the closest I had been to a real improv show because he really, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm sitting in makeup like, wow, I, um, I can't wait to find out what we're doing today. But okay. it, was, it was so much fun. It, I was working with Vivica Fox and J.B. Smooth. Um, their their guest family on the show called the Blacks, and mm-hmm. they are hilarious. And so it was just a really great experience. Wow. So how long were you working with that project? Are you still like, you know? Well, I just did one episode so far. It starts in the, the second episode of the new season, which starts in September. And hopefully, you know, they'll you know he's constantly writing. And like I said, I didn't even know what I was doing that episode. So I definitely don't know when I'm coming back. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, my my character can definitely recur. It, all right. So all right. I hope it does. Let me ask you this. This is Greg. What was it like working with Cedric the Entertainer on the, oh. in, in the movie? <laughs> I adore Cedric. I worked with him the first time on the Steve Harvey show because I was LaVita's best friend. Um, yeah. And my name was Laverne. And he was just a big ball of light when he came into the room and just joking with me. And just a, just you could tell when people are happy and and know how blessed they are to be living their dream. And he definitely exemplified that as opposed to some of the other people that I've worked with. And so when I worked with him the second time on Johnson Family Vacation, I fell in love with him even more because he let me use my real name in the movie. And it was his decision. We were just joking around on a break. And I was like, hey, I want to say more. And 
and I, I think I should have a name. And he's like, well, what do you want me to call you? And and uh, I was like, I don't know, let's think of something funny. He's like, well, let's call you Peaches or something. And I was like, well, shoot, if you're going to call me Peaches, you might as well call me Tangerine. And he just fell out laughing and said, yeah, that's funny, that's funny. Let's call you Tangerine. I'll call you Reenie. And I said, hey, let's do it. And, and you know, you, when you do a movie, you never know if it's going to get edited out the final project or whatever. So I didn't tell anybody until the movie came out and I saw it. And I said, oh, I'm still in here as Tangerine. Okay. So I, I love Cedric for that. That was that was his call, and I really appreciate it. And what was it like, you know, being – yeah, what was it like being around um, Steve Harvey? I, I listen to him all the time, and and some of the things that he says is just—I mean, it's just amazing as far as his motivational speaking skills and some of the things that he says. Um, were, were you? Did you ever get the luxury of sitting around and, and talking with um, Steve and Cedric? Um, I can't say that I've had that luxury. I can say that the person that I thought he was on radio was not the person that he was in person. And so I was a little disappointed that the motivation was not there. <laughs> the the preacher side of him that I fell in love with with all the great advice and all the wonderful things he does at the end of each radio show and all that, I, I didn't get any of that in real life. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. But um, but he's still, you know, he's still a cool guy. Yeah. Great suits, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very oh, he's going to stay clean, okay? <laughs> from the what top did you of say, Brian? To the bottom of his feet. <laughs> no, I said he's going to stay clean from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Yes, he will I hear that, that. I hear that. Yeah. Now, I, I'm also, I'm, I've been checking out your website, and I've uh, been looking at some of your talking points as well, and I see that you are a member of the Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bring that oh, up. Come on now. Yes, I am. Skiwi, Skiwi. I'm going to have oh, to get your hands on until the cutting is done. I knew it. I knew it. Such a fun. Yellow bombers and AKs. Rivals. Wonderful. Oh, gosh. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. That's right. We're yin and yang. The reason. We each other to coexist, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, look, in the words of Rodney King. Yeah. Can we all just, all get, just along? get along? Get along. <laughs> all right, we will. We will. Well, no, the reason I asked that question is one of our um, guests in the past have been Shirley Rouse oh, and yeah. um, a couple of oh, other cool. folks that I knew were Deltas as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I want to say that, you know, have you, well, first of all, let me ask, have you ever met her? Yeah, I met Shirley Ralph and, um, you know, Kiki Shepard is a soror as well. Kim mm-hmm. Whitley is a soror as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all over the industry, actually. Okay, and then I was going to ask you: Are you are you are you involved in any of the ventures that they do? I know um, here locally they have a lot of stuff going on. You know what? We actually have the same publicist now, so I will start becoming involved with her stuff. Oh, because okay. I definitely I was I was really feeling the, the Divas simply singing, and you mm-hmm. know she's always doing some stuff. So yeah, I, I haven't been involved yet, okay. but I will be soon. Yeah, I know I she is absolutely huge with uh, HIV AIDS awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the other avenues that Greg and I also uh, work in, in um, abstinence education. Of course, you have uh, HIV and STD prevention, right? and right. Um, we speak a lot on that. And so we actually had Cheryl here in Tallahassee for the past two years through a nonprofit, oh. and we brought her down to speak and do forums and stuff like that. And it was real okay. fun. Cool, cool. Well, we'll be doing something together soon and, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this is Greg. I'll say that you have probably the sweetest and hardest working uh, public in the industry. Oh yeah, shouts out to Galisa. She yeah. is no joke from North yeah. Carolina, and she has figured out this Hollywood savvy suave, and she's working it. We love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's key. You have a good team, you know, mm-hmm. and that's so important. So it important. is because you can do all this stuff by yourself, and nobody will know. That's right. Oh, and that's you have true. a lot of good agents that represent you as well. You have yes. Yes. The top, of course, uh, listed, so uh, that's always the key as well. Tendra, let me ask you this. You know, everybody, you know, that's listening right now, I I, I think they see all the glitz and glamour of Hollywood Mm -hmm. and the hard work. That's the part that they don't see. We haven't really touched on that tonight, so I I really wanted people to to get an idea, not to discourage them at all, but just Mm -hmm. to let them know some of the things that they're going to face, some of the roadblocks and the trials and tribulations that they have to go through. And you've already gone through that, one, with your ex, Mm -hmm. 
the things that he did to you. But there's going to be some doors that's going to close in a lot of the faces of the, uh, the actors and actresses that are out there. What right. what what advice would you give them uh, when they start out? Um, the first thing is important to study your craft, take classes, and be be the best. And that way you'll be ready when opportunity knocks because you never know when you'll get an audition or when somebody will stop you and you you know you need to do a monologue or whatever. But if you're ready, you know they say if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So study so that you don't make a fool out of yourself or your agent when you do get an opportunity. And then um, I think it's important to, when you audition, to forget about it after you audition because what happens, and mm-hmm. because I produce as well, I've been on the other side of the table looking at people audition. And you may not know, when you walk in, you may do a great job, but when when you leave, you may not realize that the person that they wanted to pair you up with is, you know, two feet taller than you, and you can't play opposite that person. So you go home and you kick yourself in the butt because you didn't get the part, not realizing that it had nothing to do with your ability and more about the fact that that guy was just an eight-foot giant and you can't be his wife. Or maybe the producer already promised it to his nephew, and they're just doing the auditions because SAG makes them, the Screen Actors Guild Union makes them do the auditions, but they already know who they're going to give the part to. So you have to know there are certain things, like for, for me at my level, I'm reading right now um, for a couple of projects that are going to be coming out soon that are kind of big, and they love me, but they're torn between using me or a bigger name. And so there's nothing I can do about that but but hope and pray that they'll take a chance on me and I'll become a bigger name after I get the part. You know what I mean? But I'll be up against somebody like a Vivica Fox or or a a Keisha Knight-Pulliam, and, you know, I just have to wait, and, and I can't. You know, let it depress me if I don't get the part. So you just have to you do you audition, you do your very best because you studied, you worked for the role, worked on the role, and then you let it go. You know, and I think that's that's so important to, to tell people too because you know so many people think that oh I'm going to get this role, I'm going to get this role, and then when they don't make it, they have this huge letdown and they just want to give up. Mhm. Yeah, but there's so many other factors, and I've learned that. So many times, it's so many other factors. They've got to pair you up with the other cast members, make sure you guys look good together, make sure you look like you could be friends or family members. They have to mm-hmm. finish filling all the the offers from their own relatives that they promised they'd hook up, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then it comes down to, it, it may not necessarily be the person that actually did the best audition, but the person that seems like they'd like to work with every every day, the right. person who seemed the most fun or friendly without trying too hard. I mean, it's a, it's a fine line between what goes into choosing it, but, um, you know, you got to like the people, too. So it's a lot. And, you know, one of the other things I learned is that maybe they don't like you for that role, but there may be another role that they may yeah. have you in mind for they want to use. That they a may lot of use my them. roles have come from me auditioning for the casting director and not getting that part, but them calling me in for another part that I didn't, you know, I, when I least expect it. And, mm-hmm. and I'm... I'm glad that I was prepared and did a good job on that first audition so that they would call me back because, you know, you want them to put notes behind your headshot, you know, before you leave that are good notes because they remember the bad actors forever, forever. So if you give a bad read, you can forget it. But they they put the notes so so they can help them remember the good ones, and they go back through them, and they call you in for other stuff. And so I've gotten a lot of parts that way. You have to know your stuff. Yes. That's very encouraging. Mm-hmm. What do you have, uh, anything else that you feel that uh, up-and-coming actors, uh, you know, need to know or, or places they can go for information or things that, that they need to do to uh, get themselves, you know, um, in, in a good position to um, kind of take off into their career? Well, since we're talking about seeds on today's episode, I guess they should just continue to sow seeds. Like I said, take classes. Also do as many independent projects as you can so you can build up your resume and get a demo reel going. Do stuff for, you know, USC's film school or whatever town you're in that has a college with a film school or, you know, shooting music videos, commercials, whatever you can do. Build up your resume so that you get, one, more experience, and, two, something Mm -hmm. to put on a reel so they can see what you look like on camera and so that you can um, just get familiar with how everything works and then when you're ready, you can take, um, you know, get your headshots together to go with that reel, find an agent, exhaust everything you can, 
in your hometown before you move out to the bigger cities like the LA's, New York's, Chicago's, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually have an advice blog on my MySpace page, which you can get to from Tangerine.com, for advice for new actors. And it's been helpful for people, and I, I take more questions on there and answer them if people want to know things like what if I am getting too old to start acting or if, what if I weigh too much to start modeling. I get all kinds of questions. So I answer them there on MySpace.com slash Tangerine. Um, because I don't think that there's I don't think that there's a shortage of money in Hollywood. I think there's enough money for all of us to make some, and I don't have a problem helping you or telling you what you need to do to get get it together. Because we can all get rich and have a good time. I hear that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I have a, a another question. I've been looking. Of course, I've been telling you. I've been looking at your website, and I see here that you are a model. I am. And one of my questions. And I've get I've gotten this question from other people who are in the entertainment industry, and I want to see if it sort of fits. But have you ever uh, had instances? Well, let me let me rephrase it. I know in the in the modeling industry, um, a lot of times that models tend to be taken advantage of. And I want to ask you: Did you ever get put in that type of situation where you had to, you know, make a decision? That could have been life changing. You know what? I, that that happens more to me because I act more than I model. I never pursue modeling. I just if somebody asks me to do a shoot or a show, I'll do it. I just feel weird running around with a book of pictures of myself saying, "Do you think I'm pretty? Can you hire me? Do you think I'm pretty? Can you hire me?" So I've never really pursued it, but I definitely have had situations in my acting career where, um, you know, sexism is is really really uh, evident in the industry and I've had people make me offers for bigger parts or for the lead role or, you know, you know, based on our relationship and if I would date them or sleep with them or, you know, it's um and and, and part of me, you know, I've I've always said no, but then part of me looks at certain actresses knowing that they've taken that route and I know their name and they don't know my name and I'm thinking, gosh, Perhaps I should have slept with such and such back in 1982, you know, of course, <laughs> acting back then. But, you know, it's it's a tough decision, but I have, to, I have to have my morals already in place before I get started. Otherwise, you know, they can sway. And um, if I was riding the fence and wasn't sure and confident about who I was, then I probably would have made some different decisions. And I don't know, maybe be somebody's baby mama right now, still bitter. But, um, but yeah, I definitely experienced it, but more, <laughs> but more so in the acting than the modeling. Okay, you've been invited to the casting couch numerous times. All right. Yes, v- very, very recently as well. Like it, it's, it's a constant invitation. <laughs> constant. Yes. Mm. yes. It, it, it's sad because a lot of times, um, like you, many things involved in what makes them choose people for, um, for certain roles, you know, and um, people with, you know, no faith, they probably would try that, but it just never right. works. You know but, you know, it's like the movie Boomerang when Eddie Murphy slept with uh, Eartha Kitt's character because he was trying to move move up in the business and found out that she was just the face of it and wasn't okay. really in charge. But okay. it was too late. She had already, <laughs> already got him. <laughs> That's how it is out here, man. I can yeah, relate. Yeah, because there's a lot of smoke and, uh, and uh, what you call it? Mm-hmm. Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. A lot of smoke and mirrors. It um, is. Brian, I, I think I think we have um we've we've been getting callers all night, but I think we have a caller on the line. If you want to, oh. if you want us to go to one, we'll definitely do that. All right, let's go to one of our callers here. We have a caller from the four one two. And before I say, I want to say that if you have a question or a comment, you can reach us by calling seven one eight five zero eight nine six zero zero. That's seven one eight five zero eight ninety six hundred. Let's go to the caller in the 412 area code. 412, you're live. Hello? Yes. Houston? Oh, hi. Is Tangerine, Tangerine still on? Yes, <laughs> I am. Hi. Hi, Tangerine. Um, I'm actually calling. Um, this is Details. I know you from MySpace and Twitter. <laughs> and I met you once in L.A. And... um. No, I was going to say, you know, you've always been very, what's the word I'm looking for, positive as far as, like, in terms of career advice and things like that. Oh, thank you. So I just wanted you to take the opportunity to thank you for it. Oh, that's <laughs> and, um, love. Thank you, thank you. You're no, because you definitely, when 
I was in LA, like people aren't very friendly <laughs> right. in in the industry, and you are one of the few who are definitely very nice and gave me advice and you know made me reconsider when I wanted to just kind of give up and all that other stuff. Oh, so, that feels so good. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, that's so great. that's why I wanted to call and like really thank you personally because you definitely helped me a lot oh, in right. that respect. So. Well, my pleasure. What are you doing now? Are you are you pursuing? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm still doing a lot of stuff. Actually, I just had a shoot today, <laughs> and um, Good. getting ready to move back to LA and just doing a lot of stuff. And um, like I said, you know, it's definitely not the easiest business to make friends in. I've learned that <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> but yeah. the few people I've networked with and spoken to, I mean, there have been very few who like stand out in actually don't look at you as like a competition or don't look at it like, oh, I'm above you, I have more experience. Like you're one of the few who really just kind of like gave me that extra push and that little bit of encouragement when I really needed it. And it might seem like so minor to anybody, but when you're like in a new city and you're kind of on the verge of giving up and you have somebody like uplifting you and telling you the things you want to hear and not being rude, like, you know, that definitely meant a lot. So... You know what, I, I want really you to do me a favor. If yes, I ma'am. ever get out of line, I need you to No, you never me. have. But no. I'm saying, you know, I, I will continue to to work in this industry, and I will get uh, more and more parts. And, you know, I don't want to ever make somebody think opposite of what you just said live on the air. On I don't the international think so, just because, I mean, you're so, like, like I said, like, you've been so nice and just, like oh, I said, definitely you. one of the realest, most sincere people I've met in hey. the industry. So. Well, I'm going to get a recording of this and play it back when okay. I'm feeling down. That's what's up. <laughs> no, I mean, it, just, it, meant a lot. it meant a lot. And when I was on Twitter and you had that you was on here, I was like, I got to call in. And I just wanted to thank you personally. So. Yay. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for the call. That is what's up. Oh, I was thank you for you helping me. Because, <laughs> you know what, since then, that was like three years ago, but since then I've accomplished so much and I'm still in process of it. And, I mean, you know, you definitely have a small part in that for it. Well, just Basically thank you in your award. Me. That's all I'm saying. When you get an award for something, you better thank Tangerine Martin. <laughs> oh, no, I definitely. No, I'm definitely a big support. I've always have been, but even more since you've, you know, spoken to me and been so kind. And I even watched Days of Our Lives, which I don't even like. Were your role when you were on it? <laughs> thank you, thank you. I did play a lawyer on Days of Our Lives. Yes. It's a big deal for a sister to get a, a lawyer role finally because I played enough hookers and crackheads. Did a great <laughs> job, and thank you. I didn't know the storyline of what was going on, but for them couple of days, I definitely watched this. So. Thank you, honey. I didn't watch the show before I got on there either, so I understand. But thank you. <laughs> but well, you're definitely it. amazing. Call her now that she's she's done this for you. Um, you. Your job is to do it to someone else that's coming behind you. Pay it that's, forward. You know what? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I do do that. Um, I try to do a lot of work with other people and, like, just with charities and stuff like that in general and just helping people. I definitely am a big believer in giving back. So oh, that's good. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate it so much. Yay. <laughs> well, thank that's you me. so much that's for calling me. in. Yes, No problem. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for everything. Back. I will. I'm going to tweet you. <laughs> I'm going to tweet you night. social sites. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. Oh, you are. <laughs> I am too, girl. Thanks for your call, sweetie. Thank you. That's so cool. You know, Tangerine, to get to hear something like that, to know that you've been invited and welcomed into someone else's life and you've made a difference, that has to be probably the best feeling in the world. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Somebody actually found me on Facebook a couple months ago and told me that they were so glad to find me on Facebook because they were sitting down, hunched over on the curb back at Cal State University Northridge when I was in school, and they were crying. And the email was telling me how I helped them and, and, and got them in the car and brought them back to their dorm and made sure they were okay and was checking on them, and, and, you know, I don't remember doing that. Actually, honestly, I remember doing that more than once in college, unfortunately. So I don't remember which person that was because, you know, when you go to college, it's a huge transition, and a lot of things go on with, you know, leaving your family and maybe finding or getting or losing a new boyfriend or whatever and messing up in school. So I don't remember which person that was, but it just was so sweet for them to find me and have remembered me after all these years and to tell me, you know, that I really touched them and because of them, 
you know, they finished the semester and all this other stuff. But I was just like, wow, you know, you never know who you're touching and how it's going to affect them, but it's important to try to make sure that it's a positive experience for them, and that's what I try to do. Awesome. That's that's just so awesome. Kim, are you still there? You've been quiet on us. Uh Kim? That's why she's been quiet. Hmm. (laughs) We've lost her. (laughs) You know what? I I, I heard from the caller that when when he was talking about – out in Hollywood and in the industry, he was saying that the people aren't really nice. Um, does he mean that the, the competition, is that the reason why they're not nice, is because you're faced with so much competition out there? Yeah, I think um, people, Americans and maybe especially blacks, we we sometimes tend to come from a place of lack where we all, we don't think there's going to be enough. And so if you call me and ask me for my agent's information or, you know, to tell you of a good acting class, and I'm in a good acting class, I may not want to give you that information because I feel like, well, if you're in the same class I'm in, you'll get all the tips I'm getting, and then when we go up for a part, you you could get it. You know what I mean? It's it's such a ridiculous way to think because what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. And um, there's so many other factors that go into it that you can't determine it. All you can do is, is you know, try to use your blessings and pass them forward. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that feel like they they got to hold on to this information or they feel like I had to struggle and I don't want to help them out because they need to struggle too and they need to go through it and pay their dues. And and it, and I don't feel like me giving you this advice is going to stop you from having to pay some dues. You're probably still going to have some struggles, but I can give you some advice to prevent some of them, but I definitely can't prevent all of them. So you're still going to have some challenges, but I don't, you know, if I can help you have less, then why not? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that's so nice because it, it <clears throat> you're right. You can't remove all of the trials and tribulations. We're all going to have those things, especially when we're going after our dreams and we're fighting for our goals. Those things are just going to happen, and and that's something that you just have to deal with on your own. Right. Yeah. And and, and you know, people people can say, well, this is what's going to happen. And no, no, no. They 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 can prepare you and let you know that it's coming. But it's based on how you're going to deal with it. It's going to be the, the big thing. That's going to be the big thing. Are you right. going to quit when it happens, or uh, because the door was closed? Are you going to just just pay so much attention to the one that's closed and not see the other two that that God has already opened? Exactly. And yes, yes, it, and and that I think that's the killer when it comes to our youth when they're wanting to do the things that you're doing. They hear one no, and they just give up. They pack up and move back home. Yeah, and not realizing that the next part that they go to may be theirs. That may be their breakthrough. They just don't know. I always say that the only people that don't make it in this industry are the ones that stop. The only thing that's stopping me is me when I stop. That's my motto. Because, mm. I mean, you never know. You might have quit. You might have been trying for 20 years, and the next day might have been your big break, but you quit. You that's never right. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right there at it. And that's something that Brian and I, we, we try to, you know, we tell the kids all the time, and not just the kids, we tell the adults as well, you should never stop dreaming. There's so many people that give up on their dreams, and when they do that, it just seems like their life just goes downhill very, very fast. Yeah, because if you're not happy about what you're doing every day, it's going to reflect in everything else in your mm-hmm. life experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, you've definitely blessed us tonight, and and All right, Greg, we have another caller on the line. Go ahead. Uh, let's go to this caller right quick. Caller, you on live. Caller. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Great. You have a question or a comment? Yes, I just wanted to add on to what you guys were talking about, like as far as dreaming and aspiration. Um, sometimes... Um, I heard this song by Kanye West. There's also, you have to have positive people around you. You Mm -hmm. understand? So it's not always good to tell everybody everything you do, depending on the type of people you're around. And also just keep dreaming and believing and no matter what anybody say, I think that's the best way to go. That's that's good advice. Um, I I used to be told that as well. Don't tell everybody your dreams because they might hate on them and and then, you know. Hurt your little feelings, but it's also true if you keep positive people around you that actually want your, you know, the best for you, you won't have to worry about stuff like that. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. 
you know what, caller and and um, tangerine. What about those negative family members that you just can't get away from? The ones that the dream kills that tell you, tangerine, you're just wasting your time. You can't do this. You can't I do that. I don't surround myself with. Oh, I don't surround myself with those type of people. What's your name, caller? Oh, my name is Mecca. 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 Mm. The name. Yeah, I actually, it's funny. My mom told me when I was younger, when I was doing the, the plays in the park, she asked me, you sure you don't want to be a dentist? You're not really a good actor. Mm. And I thought, wow, because I had already decided at age six that I was going to act. And I said, my own mother is telling me I'm not good at this. I don't want to be no dentist. They got the highest suicide rate. Nobody wants to go to the dentist. And so I just kept taking my classes. And she doesn't even remember saying that to me to this to this day. She's like, I never said that. Are you sure? But if I wanted to, I could have let that affect me and change my entire life and, mm-hmm. and go into a completely different field of work. But now my mom's my biggest fan. She goes around bootlegging my movies and, and giving them away as Christmas gifts. And she's, a, she's a piece of work. But she don't remember telling me I couldn't act back in the day. So, you know. You, Sometimes mm-hmm. people don't have the same vision. They get mm-hmm. it once they see the, the layout. Right, but you understand right. everything starts from a vision so mm-hmm. that sometimes people don't see everything until it's, they see the finishing product. So that's maybe true. that's how she was. And maybe I wasn't a good actor. Maybe I was eight years old and didn't know what I was doing, but I I kept trying and I kept learning, and, you know, I got better. So instead of telling somebody, you suck at this, go this way, how about helping them get better at that, that thing that they love, that thing that they want to do, and give them a shot at that first. You know, it, it, when, when you said that about your mom telling you that, um, it, the movie in The Pursuit of Happiness flashed into my head because there was a part when Will Smith was talking to his son and he made a statement when they were in the gutter and when they were just, everything was just down. And they were on the basketball court and he told the kid that he couldn't do something and, and he immediately uh, corrected himself and said, don't ever let anybody mm-hmm. tell you you can't do mm-hmm. or be something. Yeah, that movie was a beautiful movie. Yeah, Good and the places, yeah, the places that Brian and I go, the jails and the detention centers, so many people have spoken death into them, a school teacher, and believe it or not, it happens in the churches. It happens. Oh, in, that's the worst place sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's when things come against you. You know, we battle not with flesh and blood, but what? you got to go to a better one. <laughs> Is that Kim? <laughs> no, that's Mecca. Oh, Mecca, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. If it's not uplifting you, like mine, yeah, right. I don't think it should <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and you know what? It reminds me of uh, something, one of Will Smith's quotes, and I may not get it correctly, but he says uh, something to the effect of, look at the five people that you spend the most time with, and that'll yeah, give you an idea of how far your life and your you career will go. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's very true. So if you're around some people that's always getting, you know, popped by the police and always got a story about a problem they're going through and how their life is so miserable and, you know, you'll be the sixth one. You know, it's so funny. I just told my nephew that the other day. I said, look at the five people you hang around the most and look at what they're doing, and it'll tell the story of your life and where it's heading. Mm-hmm. It's real talk. That's real talk. We have about two minutes left. Tangerine, I want you to give out as much information as you can in the next minute or so. <laughs> okay, sure. I'll repeat my website because that is how you keep up with what's blooming on my tangerine tree. And the tangerine is not spelled like the fruit. It's T-A-N-J-A-R-E-E-N, tangerine.com. I have a movie called Love for Sale that I associate produced starring Jackie Long, Jason Weaver, Melissa Ford, Essence Atkins, Clifton Powell, Big Daddy Kane, Shawty Shawty, and Lamont King. It's been airing on BET since last month. It will continue to air, so look for it. I'm also uh, starring in it with Maya as her aunt. Love for Sale on BET all summer long. I have a movie called Miss March. It came out in theaters in March, and it's going to be on DVD on July 28th. It is a hilarious sex comedy about a trip to the Playboy Mansion with Hugh Hefner and uh, Craig Robinson and a couple of guys from a sketch, co- sketch show called The Whitest Kids You Know. Miss March on DVD, July 28th. Love for Sale on BET all summer long. I'm on Curb Your Enthusiasm in September on HBO. Tangerine.com is how you can keep up with everything else in my life. Thank you so much for having me on the show, everybody. <laughs> well, we thank you so much. And I want to close by saying 
the seed that you plant, make sure they're on, make sure that you have them in the right soil to start with. Mm. Make sure that you cultivate them. Make sure that when they grow and they bloom and that they produce fruit, that you pass those fruits out to others so they may also be able to plant more seeds. Mm. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you so much for joining us tonight. We ask you to please go on MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, check us out. Also, uh, go on blogtalkradio.com slash Motivation. Listen to the archives. Email them to your friends. We thank you. Good evening. God bless you all. And good night. Good night. Good night. Yay. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.